There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're very welcome to Late Lunch Playback this final week of May. A pack of playing cards received in the post by yours truly prompted a conversation with my producer Louise and Queen of Cards, Anna McKenna. You brought it up last week saying you got that lovely um, gift in the post with the printer. Um, I can't believe you hadn't got a deck of cards before. Um, I got thinking and I pulled out, uh, it was one of the lovely days at the weekend, I pulled out, I had a deck of Thomas the Tank Engine cards. So went outside with the four-year-old and um, taught him how to play Snap and Pairs which is a memory game, if you know it. What's pairs? Um, Tell me what pairs is. Pairs is when you um, you put all the cards out on the table, put them all in singles, and then you take your turn and you turn up two cards. And if they pair, well, you pick them up and it's a match for you and that's one of you. But if not, you turn them back over. And the next person turns over two. And if they get, say, two hearts, and they have to remember, you turned up two hearts already, so they have to remember whereabouts out of all yeah. the cards, the other two was. Okay. And um, he hammered. And whoever ends, everything. whoever ends up with the most cards at the end, then is whoever the winner. The has most the pairs. Most pairs at the end. Yes. And, and what about it's what about Cormac? What, what about Cormac? Was he enchanted by this? Did he take to it? Four years of age? Did he love it? Took to it straight away. And I mean, he's hammering me every time. I'm the one throwing <laughs> the straps. Like I'm the one saying, I'm not playing with you anymore because you won't let me win. <laughs> He's coming out with like I'm I've maybe left with four pairs and he's what, sixteen, seventeen or eighteen pairs. Flying it. <laughs> the game of snap is a dangerous game, isn't it? You could lose your wrist, Louise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but especially the four year olds, you know, because they go really slow and they look at the card before they put it down. <laughs> yes, yes. And actually Mary, I do re- on that. That's go on, Anna. what Louise is talking about. Yeah. I would have called that concentration. I mean tries to go. Oh, the is that what it's called? Pairs. Okay. Yeah. Right. He's picking out the numbers. Right. So, yes, yeah, so that's yeah. concentration is one name, pairs is the other name. Anna, did you ever lose your wrist with Snap? Oh, many a time. Many a time. <laughs> I'm glad of a big hand. <laughs> it's, been it's a great game, Anna, for children, isn't it? It's such oh, fun. There's more fights and who got their hand in first and then looking at the card before they put it down. <laughs> Anna, you are renowned. Like, I have to confess here, I joined you many's a Christmas in your home between Christmas and New Year with your friends to play poker in the evenings. And we had great fun with little, only small amounts of money, having a bit of fun. Yeah. And it was fantastic. But what are your memories, early memories? What are, what are the games that come to you from your childhood and growing up in cards? Well, Snap would have been one. Old Maid would have been another. What's that? Old Maid. You take out the queen, one of the queens out of the deck and you give out all the cards. And then the person on the left of the dealer 
takes the card from the next person and you pair off the cards and put them down. And the last one left is there's an odd queen because you've already taken a queen out. Yes. So whoever's left with the queen is uh, the loser, <laughs> the old queen. And you can <laughs> call it the jack, and take a jack out if you just don't want to be too personal and female yeah. and male. <laughs> I, I'm listening to an old maid in the background there. Yes, Louise, go on, go on. No, you hate it. You hate it being called the old maid. That's right, that's right. <laughs> As a child. <laughs> and pontoon was another great thing. Which? Pontoon. Okay, what was, explain that game to me. I don't know that game. You give out two cards. Yeah, to everybody. How many's yeah. in the game? And you have a How banker. Many? The person who gives out the cards is a banker. Yeah. And um, you add up the cards that you get. The coloured cards would be worth 10, and the ace would be worth 1 or 11. <clears throat> and you add up the true cards, and the nearest you get to 21 without going over it would be the winner. Okay, so the name of that game is 21. Eamon was in no, my pontoon, headset there telling pontoon, me. Me pontoon, or oh, 21. Some yeah, people call yeah. it, I think, 21 as well. So one or the other. What else, Anna? Come on, some more games that uh, you play with cards. Bigger My Neighbour was I another one. I, that. I find I think that with the young ones now. Bigger yeah. My Neighbour is a great game for them. And How Goldfish, does that work? Goldfish How does Bigger My Neighbour? Tell me Bigger My Neighbour. How does that work? All the cards are dealt out and you don't look at the cards and you put the cards, your deck of cards, the group of cards that you get face down. Okay. And then uh, you keep put, picking out one until somebody comes up with an ace. Oh, and right. if you come up with an ace, you get four. It certainly has a good three. So whoever's left with the last cards at the end is the winner. Okay, the least amount of cards yeah, in that gets one out is the first. winner. Okay, so that's mm-hmm. begging my neighbour. Louise, back is to you. Is that also called switch? I'm wondering. That's right, that is. Yeah, yes, that's yes, a word yes. of it. All right, Louise. Yeah. See, and then it's the, go the, fish. Did you ever go fish? No. Yes, if you, ha- you have a two, go fish and you have to pick up, isn't it? That's right. You tell, if you, if you the others have a two for a number have and if they haven't got the number, they tell you to go fish and you have to take up another <laughs> card. Jeez, yeah. Anna, I'm sitting here thinking, I heard of plenty of fish, but I never heard of go fish. Go on. <laughs> and then again, of course, you poker. <laughs> go on, yeah. And you know what poker's like? And I love oh. that game when we're playing, as you said, Christmas. Because I remember having all our old friends up, Olive and Pat Carr. Yes. Nolan, Margaret Rickard and Jerry McMahon and the Caseys and I think it's a great social thing, especially when you don't um, put too much money on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have to tell you, and I'm 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 outing him here. Anna's wonderful husband, Gene McKenna, the well-known Gene McKenna. Oh, what a man he is! What a competitor that man is at cards, Anna. He would, and he's a great poker player. Even with even with the children playing, Jerry, he would want to win. <laughs> <laughs> I had the grandchildren up teaching them playing the cards and go up staying and they'd stay up to 11 o'clock and we'd, I'd give them all pennies or yes. coins and we'd play for the, the coins and all but there'd be little rows and, not rows but arguments and that but you see I think cards teach an awful lot mm. they teach social skills how to deal yeah. with people you know if somebody's getting annoyed what way do you work yes. with them or how do you deal with them they teach them the colours and the numbers Mm. The patterns on the cards and, and negotiating skills. You can get a great negotiation skill from playing cards. And how to win and lose. Exactly, the acceptance of winning and losing and taking your turn mm. and your manners, please and thank you. Yeah, <laughs> so you're teaching a lot. an awful lot by playing cards. Absolutely. Louise, here, I see something else written here in my notes. Bonkers. Now, that game, I think, is a good game for Louise Walsh. Bonkers. Tell us about it. <laughs> you stand around the bend. I don't know whether Anna's ever heard of this no, game. I, I haven't, Louise. Name. I, I used to play uh, years ago. Oh, um, a woman called, my friend's mum called Marie 
um, Connor in Silverlands and she used to teach us and we'd go around to Mary's and, and play with Sarah and Karen for hours. So the dealer gets eight cards and everybody else gets seven. And there's every, with, with each game, there's a one wild card. So it starts off with aces and the next it's kings and you can use that for any uh, number in the game or any stats, yes. you know. Yes. So you have to get 151. The first person 151 loses. Mm. So each card, you need three dead. So you have, if you get three um, jacks or three kings or even two, three and four, you put them down first. Yeah. yeah. To get, get rid of your cards. Game at all. And if, if somebody else has, like if you had two, three or four down and they had a five, they could put the five to your your cards as well. So it was, um, and if, if you had a, you used your ace, which was a wild card for a five, and I had the five of that suit. I could rob your ace yeah, and yeah, that as yeah. a wild game. So it's, yeah. it was a great game. You'd be hours playing with it. There's another yeah, game called Rummy, which is a very old yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, we played Rummy. We used rummy. to play, I think, seven-hand Rummy or five-hand Rummy, Anne. You could Anna. play Would that be right? five or seven. We used to play yes. seven. The dealer got the seven and the others got six. Mm. Gin Rummy, I think, is a name. Yeah, is, yeah. is that Gin Rummy? Is that the same game, Gin Rummy? I don't is think five so. Or seven and maybe that's a different type of game. Look, I want to ask listeners, because they're listening to us prattling on about these card games today. Are you listening to us? Do you play cards? Is there a game that we haven't mentioned yet? Come on, get in touch with us on the show. Let us know. WhatsApp me now or text me. 086-1800-658. That's 086-1800-658. Or you can call in on 1850-715-958. Now, here's a question for you. And Anna, I'll go to you first. Did you ever play Patience? Because I remember my granny playing Patience. Yes, I would have played Patience. But do you know what Patience is now? Solitaire on the computer. Mm. Same thing. It's a type of Patience, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember two elderly women used to sit and play Patience. And they used to read the cards too. So if everyone went down to visit them, they lived in Drogheda, to visit them, um, they'd be playing the Patience. And I would come in and say, Anna, do you want me to read your cards? And I'd say, yeah. <laughs> and they do that as well. Yeah, and you know, no, that's so, for fun, it wasn't serious, you know. Yes, but that is something that you touched on, Louise. You, we know Louise from, say, Keith Barry coming to us and, yeah. you know, the, the, the card tricks he does. You know, cards have so many other applications, Louise. You know, for magic, as Anna says, they're reading the cards. Yeah, and as you said there, I remember Keith Barry did a trick uh, one Christmas a few years ago and it was uproar because everybody had to cut their decks in half. <laughs> <laughs> and the amount of people that have come, what did you do? What happened to my deck of cards? <laughs> he had them in flitters. <laughs> but it was, it, was a, it was an amazing card trick. Yes. <laughs> we'll have yeah. to bring him on, Jerry, and get him to do it over the radio. I will. I'll have to get him to do it. Anna, here's one for you. And, and I, I take it you've played this in your time. I know nothing about it, but it has a huge following. What about bridge, Anna? Did you ever play bridge? I used to play whist, Jerry. I liked whist. And it was some, normally around Christmas time you'd play it. And it, mm. I thought if I played whist, you know, I could play whist fairly well. I started to learn the bridge. Pat Thornton from um, and the North Road there taught us. And I went to a couple of classes. We're going through the whole thing. But I couldn't sleep at night after going to whist. <laughs> My mind would be gone. Which one, which one, which one? <laughs> I gave it up. <laughs> but the, the whist is a great thing. It was always around Christmas time and you had different tables. And you change partners all the time. You never had the same partner. So you were always worried about the partner that you'd go to sit at the next table with somebody that would be really good and you'd make a bad bad um, turn of card or whatever. Yeah. Um, and there was nearly always prizes of drink. And I remember Mammy used to always say, make sure if you have a selection of drink, 
get Sandyman Port or um, Winter Tail <laughs> with the yes. two bottles oh. we can only come home with. <laughs> oh, God Almighty. Yeah. It went these simple and innocent yeah. times, really. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to ask either of you, I'll put it to Louise first. Here's a question for you, Miss Louise Walsh, and Louise knows most things, I have to tell you. Mm-hmm. Why are there two jokers, Louise, in the pack? I have absolutely no idea, Jerry. Refer to Anna McKenna, please. Well, in case you lost one, you'd always have the other one. Uh-huh. <laughs> you need a joker. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I, I, I know, I'm, I'm starting to scratch my head here as I think about that one. I wonder why. I, I ask listeners, why are there... There's a pair of jokers in this pack that I got in yeah. the post the other day from Ink.ie. A pair of jokers. Why are there a pair of jokers? Yeah. Are they played... Have you ever used the, the jokers playing any game, Anna? No, no, we would use um, a card as a joker. Mm. With the children, maybe when we're playing Romeo away back, we would have used the joker just to teach them how to play it. But even, Jerry, when you're playing the cards, it's teaching the children how to hold a number of things in their hand. When they start off with a full number of Mm. cards, they find it very hard to hold them. Mm. Are you good good at shuffling? Dexterity and everything comes into it. But one great game they used to play long ago was 25s, I think it was called. And it would be coming up to Christmas too, and they played once a week for turkeys and that. And you added add your score up, and whoever had the highest score uh, would right. win the turkey. I see. So that's another game that we're mentioning yeah. there. Yeah. Have we I left anything else? Kerry. I know with Jerry McMahon, I won't mind me saying this, but... Down in Kerry, they seem to play cards different from the way I ever played cards. <laughs> mm, <laughs> and yes. uh, he would have told us different ways of how they would have played that. Was it 31s and 25s? Yes. But um, I think it's a brilliant thing is to know how to play a card. Is, is, I was it's, just after getting a message in, Jerry, from our friend Paddy Mead over there in Rothkenny. And he said that um, what's really missed now during, since the lockdown was they used to always play whist in Cullen, Sandpit and Ard Cat one night a week with mm. a good bunch of tables and maybe Anna knows this game 3 to 35 in Rathkenny on a Wednesday a bit more of a serious game yeah yeah okay. if people take some of those you'd be afraid to go to some of them in case you didn't think you were good enough you know in fact I was talking to one of my friends the other day and was saying it'd be a lovely time now to have somebody up for a meal and a game of cards but you can't yeah. with the uh, no, Social no, distance. you can't. Hey, I'll tell you, that crowd in Rat Kenny would skin you anyway, so we know that. <laughs> <laughs> they'd oh, revel in it. Oh, they'd oh, oh, from playing badminton now. Oh, 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 Jim McKeever and Della and the whole lot, and they were wonderful the people. White. But, you know, yeah. uh, they'd. Re- I was just thinking, I have to have a pun there, they'd revel in skinning you in Rat Kenny. There you go. Yeah. Um, now, Louise, Jerry, just go just on. Just before you go, I've just found out that um, the Jokers are often used as informal replacements for lost or damaged cards. Oh, very good. Right. That's the idea. That might be a reason. Yeah, might mm, be one mm. of the reasons. If, any, if anyone else has a suggestion on that one, I'd love to hear from you. What are the yeah. jokers about in the deck of cards? Or have we missed any games? We've covered an awful lot of ground there with the girls this afternoon. Have we missed anything? Is there a game in your particular area that you love to play or at home in your house? Are you playing cards at this time? Let us know and I'll let them know. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text or 1850-715-958 if you'd like to call in. Anna, just before you go, you've been cocooning for how long? From the very start, about a week before it was officially made that you had a cocoon. Yourself and Jean, what yeah. was it like yesterday to feel you could move out and a little 
away from the house and your lovely really garden. Scary. I wouldn't call it cocoon and I would call it quarantine. Mm. I really did, did. I think it was the wrong word. It was the first time I felt elderly. Really? Yeah. I never oh, would have felt myself to be an elderly person. Yes. I've never worried about my age or anything, but I never would have thought myself or even think about being elderly until mm. all this happened. And I feel it's put us in a in a bracket, which, which I don't like. So it's you been know, a very tough time. People over 70 from one to half three. So down, go down to the park, all you see is elderly, in mm. quote, people. Yes. I don't yes. like so that. It's, yeah, it's been I a think tough we time. Should, we should respect everybody. Yeah. And uh, no matter who's about, you say you're six metres apart. I mean, you, you'd rather be six metres, two metres apart than two metres under the ground, wouldn't you? Oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. <laughs> you have a real point there. You really do. Mm. Anna, it's been great talking to you today on the show. And I wish yourself and Jean well. And please, God, as the days and weeks go by, uh, you will get back to a, a sense of normality, whatever that will be like beyond this time. But it's been great to reflect on the card games. And I say thank you again for inviting me all those lovely Christmas times to no, join you and your friends playing anytime. the cards. It's been great. Yeah. Anna, thank you for joining me. And Louise, Bye. goodbye to yourself. Goodbye. Bye, Bye, Bye Louise. Invite to the Queen of Cards Anna. <laughs> <laughs> lovely, lovely, Bye, lovely. Louise, 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 none of that old, none of, thanks Anna, none of that old bonkers now. Are you listening Louise? Just get, get down to business <laughs> there. Now you we round the bend, Jerry. <laughs> I know you don't. Endless hours of fun guaranteed with a simple deck of cards. Organic gardener Nikki Kyle surmised on COVID-19 and the way we're living. I put it to her, had the chickens finally come home to roost for mankind? Now, as far as chickens are coming home to roost, um, I, I'm not one to say, I told you so. Uh, I think, you know, we've all been racing ahead with our development of everything at such a rate that sometimes we've sort of lost the run of ourselves altogether. Um, and, and now it suddenly hit us that, that you know, something like a virus uh, is totally out of our control. Um, and I know that many of us are feeling pretty afraid and, and powerless right now in the face of this sort of unseen enemy, if you like. But we're not powerless. There is something we can all start to do right now to defeat it. And I want to give people a message of hope rather than doom and gloom and saying, oh, well, you know, we shouldn't have done this, we should have done that. Because there is something we can all do now. We can reverse much of the damage that we've done, not just to our own health, but also at the same time to that of the planet. You see, you won't say it, but I will, because you and I have had private conversations over the years about this and you expressed concern many moons ago to me that something like this could come upon mankind. And it has happened. And I will say it. I know you really won't say it, but I will. And you've always been a one who've who's been beating the drum, saying to us all cheap food, mass produced, chemically and medicinally infused, poor eating will leave us vulnerable and open. Surely that, in a way, sums up where we are. Well, I I suppose it does, really. I mean, the point is that viruses aren't something that just suddenly happen. They're with us all the time. We live with them, although we don't see them and we don't know it until something like this hits us uh, that's as infectious as COVID-19. But, um, you know, when this one is over, for sure, another one is going to hit us before too long. Uh, And the best way that we can prepare for any of these viruses is to be as fit and healthy as we possibly can be to face whatever they are. Um, And the thing is, they're all different. They mutate. Um, This is why we have different flu vaccines every year. Um, And the same is already happening with this particular coronavirus. So if a vaccine were, were to be developed tomorrow against this strain, then the odds are that it may not be as effective for another. Uh, I mean, I'm 
totally astonished that during the daily government updates, when they're reeling off all these depressing lists, not once have we been told that eating a healthy diet is our best defense against all the complications that can arise after initial infection. Um, you know, because the people who, who've been affected worst um, by the virus um, uh, with the most severe effects are those with immune systems that are already damaged by underlying health conditions, you know, like, like sort of type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, etc., which many of which are actually caused um, or directly or indirectly by what we eat and by our so, lifestyle. So, uh, as you say, ultra-processed junk food like kind of crisps, biscuits, cakes, white bread are all incredibly damaging for our health. They're very cheap in supermarkets and they're very tempting, uh, but they actually damage our gut health, which is the basis of our immune system. Uh, and so we, we need to try to choose healthier options which actually support our immune system so that it can cope with, with fighting the virus without being totally overwhelmed um, by already existing health problems. And you know, Nikki, you will hear people say, you know, that money is tight, where people have big families, they have mortgages, they're struggling to make ends meet. Yep. How do we, how do we square that circle? You know what I mean? That people can actually, you know, buy good food and pay that bit more for food and nutrition that will stand to us in the long term. Well, I don't think we need to, to necessarily pay more. Perhaps we, we may even spend less if we actually eat more satisfying sort of whole foods, which are full of fiber and full of nutrients. I've often thought that actually, you know, when we're craving for all these junk foods, it's actually our body's craving, please give me some nutrients. Give me something that actually satisfies its hunger rather than empty calories, which, um, you know, all this disgusting sort of uh, uh, junk filled food, which actually doesn't satisfy our bodies and actually gives us these health uh, conditions, causes actually inflammation in our bodies, which are uh, at the root of many of these um, health problems. So you want to be positive here with me this yeah. afternoon. Let's leave the, the, the griping that I've been doing mostly, not you, <laughs> about this behind. And for a couple of moments before we finish, talk to listeners. Tell us what will help us to be the best we can be health-wise. Well, I think the first thing, actually, that, that's, I mean, I, I'm looking at the science every day. Um, you know, and, and I think really that, that health, eating healthily, as I've proved to you so often, I think, certainly isn't going about going without delicious food, but just about choosing healthier options. Um, and one of the things um, that's a standout right now is um, a lack of vitamin D uh, in uh, a lot of these uh, people with bad outcomes. Um, so I think one of the things we could all do now is take a good vitamin D, good quality vitamin D, D3 is important um, supplement. Now, D3 is actually absorbed by our bodies uh, better because, um, you know, it's, it's a more natural form for our bodies to, to, to actually take. Um, and then after that, I think the best way we, we can support our immune system, which basically is, is you know, our health, um, and it also regenerates nature and the planet. Uh, oddly enough. I mean, it's pretty much a, a Mediterranean diet with as right, wide a variety um, as possible of fiber-rich, anti-inflammatory, um, sort of seasonal fresh fruit and veg, nuts, whole grains, beans, and other legumes, uh, like fish, naturally reared meats, and natural fats like butter and olive oil, um, organic if possible, uh, because mm. they're higher in the nutrients that, that our bodies need, and also lower 
um, in pesticides and, and, and chemicals. Fermented foods also, like sauerkraut, um, kimchi and kefir also provide um, beneficial microbes which support our gut health. Um, but, but the problem is that, the, you know, the reverse, the processed foods, junk foods like fake meats, refined carbohydrates like white sliced bread cakes, ready meals, I mean, you name it, processed seed oils, margarine type spreads, they all contain tons of additives and sugar. They're unnatural and they're bad for our immune health. We didn't evolve to eat those things. And many of them contain masses of chemicals which, which damage our health. Um, you know, I mean, the good news is that eating a healthy natural diet isn't just better for us, but also for nature and the planet. Uh, and it's actually amazing uh, right now um, to see, uh, you know, the way nature is bouncing back already um, because, you know, humans are not sort of uh, traveling around so much. There's not so much air traffic. The bird song seems louder without traffic noise. The air's cleaner. Uh, I read the other day that apparently the air is so clean in India that the peaks of the Himalayas can be seen for the first time in decades. Yes. Uh, and in the Venice canals, the water is so clear that even dolphins have been seen. Mm. So, I mean, I'm not saying that we can't have tourism and do all of the things we enjoy doing now. But maybe we could think about how we could do them differently in a way that supports rather than destroys nature. So I say, I mean, I, I want to, to give people hope that we can do something rather than say, oh, well, we, there's no point bothering because there's no hope. There is hope. And nature is already proving to us that there is hope uh, if we just look out there. We can actually make it a better future and we can reverse so much of the damage we've already done, but we just have to make different choices. And it is a real uh, lesson for us all that in a short space of time, all those things and more besides yep. that have, you know, improved very, very quickly. Can you imagine if we set down a policy oh. for, for, for the future and really went at this seriously? My God, this would be a far better little planet for everybody who's going to inhabit it for the uh, decades and centuries ahead. It absolutely would. I mean, I'm thinking about my children and their children and everyone's children and, and about nature because we can't exist without nature, Jerry. If, if all the bees go, we'll have very little food to eat. All of these things. I mean, even one tiny example. I've seen more orange tip butterflies out there this year than I've seen for many years. And it has to be something to do with air pollution. It's astonishing. I mean, and it's so exciting realizing that there is something that we can do and that is positive. And it's not that hard. We just have to think about what we're doing instead of mindlessly going on consuming stuff and driving all over the place shopping and, and going off to Australia three times a year. It's not necessary. You know, yeah, uh, being locked down has proved to a lot of us that the, the many things that we were doing weren't actually necessary. But the most important thing of all is that ourselves and our families are, are healthy. Yes, we'll understand in hindsight the good, bad and ugly, but as Nikki says, our health's the real wealth. Next up, we heard an appeal to send birthday cards to Keen Dunning Boggins, who turns 18 shortly. He's a special young man, as his mum, Joyce, explained. Yes, Stevie Wonder. Happy birthday, and we want to be the first to wish a very happy birthday to Keen Dunning Boggins. Now, I know we're a little early, but we want to say it first here on LMFM Radio. His mum, Joyce, is on the line. Hello, Joyce. Hiya, Jerry. How are you? Thanks for having I'm me I'm very good. Not at all. That's for your It's his first birthday song. I know we're a few days ahead, but will oh, you tell him that we played it for him, and that's dedicated to him today? Yeah, he's listening in. 
Is he? Oh, he's listening there. That's yeah. good. Good man yourself, Keen. Well done. Well done. Well, listen, you're joining me because you have an appeal to make to our listeners on LMFM Radio this afternoon. What are you looking for? Um, I am looking for, if at all possible, people to send Keen a birthday card because we are uh, cocooning and in isolation because of everything that's going on. Keen has a heart condition, so um, we're, we're staying in. So we won't be having any kind of birthday celebrations and that. So I basically came up with the idea of uh, posting it on Facebook and the response has been great within the Rattle community and surrounding areas as well. Um, and uh, cards have started to come in. So it's basically for that so he could open cards on his birthday and just to kind of uh, prove to him that he's wonderful and he's loved, you know. And he certainly is. And I want to push that appeal today beyond your immediate area in County Mead and into Louth and the bordering counties here and to people listening to us online today. This fella, this uh, lad is a very special guy because when he was born, tell us what he was born with. It's a syndrome I've never heard of before. Not many people actually have. So I'm grateful to have the opportunity as well. He was born with Williams syndrome. It's a rare genetic condition and it can affect one in every 20,000 births. So it can affect uh, different organs. Uh, in Keane's case, it affected his aorta. So um, he has a very narrow aorta, so he had to have that repaired. It's supervalvic aorta stenosis. So uh, he had that repaired at three months and at four months uh, in Our Lady's Hospital, Professor Mark Redmond and his cardiac doctor, uh, Professor uh, Kevin Walsh, who um, he attends. Well, he had his last appointment there in March, so he's over in the matter now because he's, you know, coming up to 18. Um, Mm. So, yeah, it's a rare genetic condition, and um, it can affect, you know, Keenan's very high blood pressure. So um, all of it kind of went into his heart, but it also um, can have... um, mild general learning difficulties, uh, but not, never any two are the same. You know, it affects, you know, them, they're all yes. individual and affects them all differently, you know. So he mm. goes to a special needs school in um, St. Dalton's in Navan, but he did attend mainstream till he, um, since he, up until second class, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so um, he um, is doing good. He has to have yearly checkups and that, Um so he has to be monitored as well. So we just take it day by day, really, Jerry. to be honest with you. Yeah. But he and never lets 18. us hold him back. No, um, and I know that. I, I believe he's a very outward going lad. He's very friendly. Oh, yeah. He's an intelligent <laughs> fella. And he makes the most of every single day. Absolutely. And here's the here's the thing uh, about him as well. That St. Dalton's is a wonderful school, may I say, as well. Yeah, St. Dalton's absolutely. in Navan. They're fantastic people there. But but here's the thing. Um, he's 18 and 18 is a significant birthday in anybody's life. When you, you know, 18 is, yeah. is a milestone and this is a milestone. Did you, did you ever think when he was in trouble as that tiny little no. baby when he was born and you were sleeping in the hospital close to him to make sure he was breathing every moment. Did you ever think you'd see this day? No, no, Jerry. to be honest with you, I always prayed that I'd get him to 18 because they said, oh, you know, when we get him to 18, he won't be kind of grown, taking spurts as much. And, you know, um, I kind of just was always focusing on uh, 18, if I can get him to 18. But obviously now I'm saying if I can get him to his 40th, his 50th, <laughs> what have you. Um, but yeah, he, he, you know, he fought, he fought to stay alive. You know, he did. Um, mm. In the early couple of days and weeks, uh, 
they thought it was kind of colic and that, but he was actually having angina and that. So uh, I'm very lucky, you know, I'm very lucky that they did catch it and that because he would have been known as a cockpit if we didn't, you know. So yes. uh, I'm very grateful to Our Lady's Hospital and all the staff there as well. They're just fantastic. Well, look, we want to ask late lunch listeners, LMFM listeners this afternoon to get right behind this big birthday. It's this day week, the birthday, so you've plenty of time to get the cards to Keen, And it's Keen with a K, K K-I-A-N, Keen, K-I-A-N, Dunning Boggins is his name. And the address, here's the address, I'm going to give it out now. It's 28 Woodlands Hall, Rathoth County Mead. That's 28... Woodlands Hall, Rathoth County Mead. And we have that address available in LMFM and we'll post it up on our social media as well. We'll give that a push on for you there so as people can send cards and greetings to him. Because I know in the situation, he's really missing all his friends, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's uh, He wouldn't usually be. He's a very kind of happy-go-lucky. That's part of William syndrome as well. They're the most lovable people you'll ever meet. You know, they just really, really are. They're just like angels walking the earth. And I'm just so uh, lucky that he's mine, you know. But, um, yeah, he is quite low at the minute. So it's just to try give him a boost and just, you know, lift his spirits. You know, it's hard for everybody. But I think yeah. it is particularly hard um, when you have a child with special needs because it can be quite a lonely time in general. It, it is a lonely time when you are a parent of a child with special needs and that. So it's just um, to try give him that little bit of a boost as well and to raise awareness. Um, if anybody out there um, needs to look up William Syndrome um, Association or williamsyndrome.ie, um there's a great, like, we're all part of that. It's the Williams family and um, it's a great yes. support network as well. OK, the address again, folks. 28 Woodlands Hall, Rathold County Mead. Happy birthday cards, please, to Keen Dunning Boggins. You have a week to do it. Let's get going. Happy birthday, Keen. Thank you so much for joining me on the show, Joyce. Thank you so much, Sherry, for doing this for us. I appreciate Not it. Not at all. You're welcome. God bless you. God bless. Bye-bye. Come on, everybody. Let's make Keane's birthday extra special and get sending those cards. Flower power. No, not that sort, but the baking kind, as Andrew Workman from Denaney confirmed demand is way up. Times four, Jerry. Times four. And, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's quite hectic, to say the least. I know, I mean, I mean we're cocooning in, in, in the mill, if you could call that cocooning. <laughs> so four times your normal demand is out there so how are you fixed for supplies because I'm well aware the harvest season is what four or five months away at this stage exactly <laughs> and uh, we are running out of spelt but that is one thing we are running out of which is uh, I mean it's, it, it's and there's no spelt to be had in Western Europe now to be honest because you can't get it it's gone and uh, but we're lucky enough we have some wheat and rye still, so we should be okay for those two, two, two lots of supplies, and that does an extra course in fine ground wheat and and the rye flour as well. And there's a great demand for rye flour as well, which is unusual because that's usually a, a, a slower product out of them all. But uh, it seems, I mean, the, it's going well. It's a question of getting them into the bags. <laughs> so here, here's the thing. You're saying to me definitively that the nanny flour will have enough uh, to produce wholemeal and the rye yes. up until the next harvest, even I'd at four times the demand. Yes, 
more or less. I mean, I was I was going to sell some. Oh, about the uh, uh, beginning of the month, um, about January, February time, because I thought we had too much there. And uh, then I didn't get around to it, thank God. And so we've just been cleaning cleaning it up now, and we redried it and cleaned it up, and now it's going uh, into flower production, which is great. God, that was an intuitive decision, Andrew. I think it was just <laughs> chance <laughs> is a great thing. <laughs> so again, just remind us about yourselves. The, the the end product, you grow yourselves or do you have other people growing for you? Oh, we we just grow it ourselves, really. We just grow it ourselves and then, then we mill and pack it ourselves. On the and... And the organic uh, badge is so important to you. And, and I, I take it that's why, you know, to get anybody else to do it in a similar fashion might be a little difficult. Well, they would have to, first of all, they'd have to become organic. And you, you can't become organic overnight. It takes uh, two years to convert. And then you have the troublesome idea. You have a product there which you can't sell as organic when you're in conversion. Mm. Uh, you can get an in-conversion price, but... Uh, People generally like it either organic or not organic. And, and then once you're there, and then, then you can start your, your organic story. Mm. And, um, but uh, milling flour is very different to anything else. And for yourselves, that conversion process, were you on the other side and then took a decision and were able to sustain those two years or did you start from scratch as organic producers? Oh, no, I was a conventional farmer for a long time. Mm. And to be honest, I still had conventional thoughts in my head when it went organic, thinking, oh, well, we could do something. But the reality is that the crops in the first, in those years we were converting did not grow very well. Um, and we struggled a bit then now, to be honest, we did struggle a bit. But then when we came out of that and um, whatever it is with the soil, it was it increased its productivity as the years went by. Mm. And you think the opposite would happen. But in fact, no. And last year, I think we had our best spring wheat we've ever had. And that and we converted in 2006. So the soil didn't have any fertilizers or sprays since 2004, basically. And here we are last year having our, our best spring wheat crop ever out of all Isn't those years, which is which is very strange. I can't no, really not. myself. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's the story we all need to hear. And, yeah. and just as an aside, you know, you'll see conventional farmers out and them uh, pelleting on the, the fertilizer, the little grains that you'll see it spreading oh, yeah. there across the land. What do you feed your, your soil with anything? Um, we had a little experiment last year. We got some organic um, pelleted chicken litter, hmm. which is um, it's much safer to use than the ordinary bulk litter, chicken litter you can get. Uh, and this is organic stuff. And we tried it a bit. And I'm not sure it made too much difference, <laughs> to be quite honest. Uh, but, um, I mean, it's a way of putting so, some of the basic nutrients back into the soil if you felt uh, a field was lacking something. But actually, you know, it, at least you know it's there. But as a whole, because we put two years into red clover, which brings back the nutritional aspect into the far, into the field. And so basically two years that field isn't doing anything. It's just 
uh, resupplying the nutrition into the, into the ground, basically, through the red clover. I see. So that's something then, you have to take in mind because you're not getting any, any yeah. income from that field at all. Yeah. So I understand it now. You leave fields fallow for two years, you encourage the clover to grow, and then you plough that back in when you go to sow again. Yeah, and we just mulch the clover in the hole throughout those two years. So yeah. it's always going back. Everything, nothing is taken out of the soil, then it's all going back again. See, folks? This works. It can happen. I know the commercial end of things would say, oh, my God, we couldn't adapt to this. It would be impossible. Could you see it becoming, you know, you know, uh, a, a large aspect of our agricultural production the way you do it for others, Andrew? I think there's a happy medium. There's a happy middle way which would work quite well, I think. I think we should get off the reliance of fertilisers and we should bring down the reliance of sprays and there is a very happy medium somewhere in there. I think probably organic is probably a little bit too extreme for a lot of people, but going totally the other way is definitely too extreme. And for the environment, it's, I mean, it's win, win, win the whole way when it comes to organic, because our, our, our insect life has gone mad. And um, you might know Owen um, McGee, McGillicuddy, who does his bees. I know him well. I know him well. Well, he has about 20 hives here. And uh, they love it. And the bees love it. And so, so um, It so, all works in know, tandem. Yep. And that, that works very well. So, I mean, they, they, they pollinate everything. And, uh, and uh, he gives us some honey, which is great. Ah, the old barter system, you can't be, had Andrew, it worked um, for thousands of years. Barter comes to mind quite often. (laughs) I'm sure it does. And and just before we finish, you're milling your own, obviously, there, you're packaging, and as you say, there ain't enough hours in the day for Danaini flour at the moment. And the channels, the distribution channels open, yes, and everything working well there. Everything seems to be working well. We got a lot of pressure from our distributors saying, look, we want more flour, we want more flour. But there's only 24 hours in a day, and uh, we do have to have some sleep sometimes. So, <laughs> so what we do is we do send them out part loads the whole time just to keep everything flowing, and uh, it, that seems to be okay. And we're also trying to keep the small producers that, that we deliver to locally happy as well. Mm. So, you know, we're, we're working away, and uh, it seems to be going quite well at the moment as long as there are no slip-ups. I mean, the other problem is packaging, because you have to order nearly four, six weeks in advance of getting packaging. Mm. And we didn't envisage this at all. So we, we, we've had to put in treble the order for packaging as well, and things like that, which, which uh, is another slight concern. Yes, the people at Danaini Flower doing their best to keep bakers old and new going at this time. And finally, Jean McDonnell from VIP Hair Salon has come up with a chair design which she believes will allow hairdressers open sooner and safer. The hairdo is so important to women, especially in my book. Sorry, boys, I know we're missing the cut, but not as much as the girls. July 20th is a long way away because that's the date when salons are expected to reopen. But Jean McDonnell from VIP great lady, has developed a system that she believes could facilitate an earlier opening of salons. And she's on the line. Hello, Jean. Hi, Jerry. Good afternoon. How are you? 
I'm good. Thank you for taking my call today. Well, I am really intrigued by uh, what you've come up with. Yourself and your husband, Alan, have combined your talents. Explain to our listeners what you're proposing. Okay, so basically it's um, a perspective protection around the chair. So a safer way to operate under COVID-19, under this epidemic. And the screen protects my face, the client's face. And we both wear the PPE also. So it's barriers between you and the client, basically. And Perspex is the big thing. You have your chair, you surround it with the Perspex. What about the sink? You have the sink behind. Can You, you can get your hands yeah. at the sink and at the client, yes. Yeah, so we have the Perspex covering the sink also. So that like if they cough up when they're lying back or anything like that, their face is fully covered. Okay, but you have access to it. Their head will have access to it too, to wash the hair, etc. And you're in all the gear. I mean, protective gear, clothing. Are you wearing a mask? Yes, mask, gloves, and the. I actually bought the face screens as well, but they're not. They're not working for me. They're, it's too warm. It's uncomfortable. It's it's dropping. It's, it's not happening. So I'm wearing the protective glasses. So That's... the glasses are better. Yeah, for you. That suits you much better. And that gives you the cover as well. What does it mean for a lady attending it? What does she have to wear? She puts on the PPE, the gear, yeah? Uh, Well, yeah, just um, gloves and a mask, basically. That's it. Just gloves and a mask. And you have the usual, they put something over them as well. And that's it. Now, you've gone with this prototype. People would want to look at it. And we have it. If you check LMFM social media, you'll see what we're talking about. We have the image there and all. You can see what uh, Alan and Jean have done. So this is can be developed into a chair unit and applicable to any salon. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Right. So what did you do? Did you sit down, looked at the regulations with Alan and decided what you would come up with? Yeah, well, on Friday, when I seen the announcement that the hairdressers weren't getting back until the 20th of July. And I just thought, oh, God, my clients are all on, you know, and people have offered substantial amounts of money. There's the black market out there. People wanted home packages made up and it's just not a route that I'd be taking. So... I felt that we're not insured to provide these home packages of mixing colours and giving them to people in their homes. Um, if they got colour in their eye or anything like that, um, I couldn't be held responsible for that. And then the whole black market of people wanting their hair done when we shouldn't be working. So I thought maybe I should come up with a solution. I think this is the solution. And you've been in touch with government, I hear. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you've actually gone to the very you've, you've yeah. gone to the top there's no beating about with, with, with our Jean she's gone straight to the top well, to well the it's Taoiseach's a very serious thing as well I don't want to do anything wrong or step on anyone's toes or go against the advice we've all been given you know they're doing a fantastic job and I want to stay in line with all that as well Mm. So you've taken your prototype and you've brought it to government at the highest level and said, look, will you take a look at this, get people to see what they think about this? Is this an option to facilitating an earlier opening? I do see the Irish Hairdressers Federation have called, you're due to open in phase four, the 20th of July. They've asked yep. for a step back to June 29th. Do you think that your prototype chair and the protection may help achieve that? I think so. Yeah, I think so. And also, we're all in different situations. Um, the category they put us in was with children and crashes and people having a football match. I work on my own, Jerry. 
I don't have a salon full of stylists, clients. It's one-to-one for me. So I feel that I am different as well. Mm. So I you in that category. Yeah, your business is VIP and you just take a customer at a time. So I take uh, from here on in, when you do get going again, it'll be by appointment, they'll call and there will only be one client in the salon at any one time and you'll have to do a clean up after each of them. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's all part of your plan. You're not so bad, you know, that you are a solo operator in your business. Imagine imagine other businesses with uh, a lot of people. They have to think of all their, their staff as well. Mm. and provide their staff with this PPE equipment as well, which is costing money. Do you think that the chair design and the protection you've incorporated into it and around it would facilitate uh, multiple chair salons? Absolutely. It takes up no space, so it's no bigger than the chair. Mm. So they're going to be working off those chairs, so it's the same size. I, I'm uh, I'm taking my hat off to you today because you you were staring at the blank page on Friday and look what the both of you have come up with yeah, in a very my, short space yeah, of time. Saturday. I mm. know, but like I'm 55 days today in quarantine. I shut my doors on the 13th of March. I was one of the first salons in Drogheda to close. So it was all about my clients and the well-being and safety of them, me, my family. So I just... The, wor- the world can't find a vaccine, but maybe I can find one for the salon. Mm, I understand what you're saying. And if, if uh, this were a runner for you, have you any thoughts about it being made on uh, a multiple scale? Because you just have one prototype that you've gone with at the moment, and I'm sure it can be tweaked yeah. again. Have you thought about having it made or what's required made to uh, incorporate into chairs? Yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, the, the Perspex companies are going to want to get involved, I'm sure, maybe they'll want to take it over as well, that mm. they can mass produce it as well, you know? Yes, yeah. Have you an interest in going that road with a different type of business or are you going to leave that up to them? Oh, I don't know, that's Alan. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, um, <laughs> it's patent anyway. The idea has been patent and stuff, so that's what government have advised. The first thing they said is that the idea is absolutely fantastic and the first thing I needed to do was to paint and it, so... There that's you are. What that's what we've done, and it's up to Alan. I don't know. He's he's dr- he's, he's the business the driver for this new venture. Well, we'll we leave that to him. But they, yeah. you're telling us already it has been received warmly. You've received advice, and and there are plans to uh, look at this further now, uh, in, in, in as quick as possible. I'm sure because there's exactly, a yeah, huge yeah. demand it's for all this. About the you know. Ho- well, hopefully, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you mentioned there, I just want to come back to something you said. I, I mentioned it on the show here yesterday. I had seen the story early yesterday morning about the black market and people offering four times, up yeah. to four, five times the money they normally pay to get somebody to do their hair for them. You've experienced that. You've had that yourself, those yeah. approaches. Yes. And turn them down. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. You have to think of your family and you have to think of the whole country, all the work, all mm. the hard work everybody has done. You can't. Mm. You're not just letting yourself down. You'd be letting everybody else down, I think, by going against what we've done. Yeah. What about the sanitizer course? You know, to sanit- you're going to have to extra sanitize yeah. your premises now. Is Absolutely. there a new course available? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Barbicide. I've actually done it as well. So we've all that done and we're ready to rock. Ready to open, ready to work again when they let us. I think most salons have it done as well, you know. Mm. It's uh, such um, 
an issue for an awful lot of people because I was just thinking to myself how important the weekly, maybe the fortnightly, with some people the monthly or whatever hairdo is to them. It's a huge thing, isn't it? You'd know that from well, yes. your customer base. I have, yes, I have clients that come twice a week. Really? So, yeah, and they're absolutely lost. They're devastated. Like, you know, they're, they're, they're not just missing their hair, they're missing their chats, they're missing, they're missing the other people in the salon that they see when they're there and it's their life. Hmm. Most of my people don't just get their hair done to go out on a Saturday night. They get their hair done to go home and watch the X Factor and chill out and just feel good and look good. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's an aspect of what I never considered. I thought people went and got it done, you know what I mean? Maybe to, as you say, uh, enjoy a social occasion. But there you are. People do yeah. it just for, the, for themselves and at home. Um, and as well as that, I, I've said this before to other hairdressers over the years I've spoken to. It's more than the do uh, and the hair. It's you, They share a lot with you, don't they, your yeah, clients? it's personal. It is. It's personal. Yeah, absolutely. If you could we write won't go, We won't go into that, Jerry, now. <laughs> I'm just here thinking. <laughs> don't be in there waiting for me to give you some uh, uh, Just in a little pause, just in case. You never know. You might offer me a little, a little tidbit or something about some... But look, I understand. There is a confidentiality yeah. there and yeah, there is no, a like, trust. The funny call, maybe the funniest call I got was, you know, maybe I'll do a drive-by, Jean, and I can stick my head out the window and really give me a quick trim. <laughs> <laughs> There's that been would, some good ones, yeah. That, that would certainly make a story. I'd say that's something that would go viral on social media. Imagine. Look, you're, you're 55 days uh, not working at this stage and look at the yeah. time to July the 20th. It's, it, it's even longer still. Um, yeah. wh what are you hearing from your compatriots in the business? Everybody feeling the same, frustrated? You yeah, know. absolutely. Everyone's just kind of lying low and not knowing what to do and you know, just following government guidelines. I think we need to go a little bit more organised than that as well and get ready for reopening. You know, maybe if this doesn't push it, this is another way maybe we have to go to protect ourselves. Like, he's not letting us open till the 20th of July for that reason because our, our contact is too close. Mm. So we do um, yeah. need to double up on protection. Yeah, and, and, and despite the fact that you're closed 55 days and you're in deep pain in a business sense from that and a personal sense I'm sure as well you yeah. have to factor in you guys the people who provide the service and your safety and your family's safety exactly yeah absolutely so it's a two way thing you see it's, it really is it really so is there you are. You uh, could be. Uh, I'm just thinking here. What about Dragons Den in the UK? Would you be thinking ahead in there with yourself and Alan and the new prototype, Maybe. looking for a big investment? Maybe yes, absolutely. Everything's welcome. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, congratulations to you again. Well done. One thing I want to say before we finish: I know who's going to be number one and two in the queue. <laughs> be that the 29th of June or the 20th of July, well, Lisa. Lisa O'Neill will be number one in the queue and on her shoulders will be Margaret Coyle. And they'll Absolutely. be they'll be battling for that pole position on the grid to get into you. Because I'll tell you a little story. You mightn't have told me a story, but I'd be in touch with Lisa. And last week we were chit-chatting and she was saying, oh, the holidays and can't do this, can't do that. And she came back to me and said, I wouldn't give a damn about anything if I could get me hair done. <laughs> She gave me True a great story. laugh. True she's, story. Ah, yes, she's great. She really is great. I want to say hello yeah. to Lisa and Margaret yeah. uh, this afternoon. And I afternoon. want to say hello to all my clients, actually, and I hope they're keeping well and 
safe and if we stand, you know, stand strong and we'll all get through this together. But we need to stand strong together on what we're doing and all the hairdressers as well, you know. Absolutely, Jean. Well done to yourself and Alan and what you've come up with. I wish you well. It's been received well at the uh, top level, as we've heard there a moment ago. And let's see how things move on from here. And I do hope that you're open again for everybody's sake sooner rather than later, but with caution. Thank you for taking our call on Late Lunch today. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you. Very best wishes, Jean, with your wonderful concept. That's it for the moment. We'll have more interesting conversations with great guests soon for you on our next podcast. In the meantime, do join us each afternoon for Late Lunch Live from 1.30 on your station, LMFM. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.